get uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are well into the playoffs right now. Uh, we're all feeling good at this point. I am joined by Pep De La Chep. How you doing, Pep? Oh man, what a weekend it was. What a weekend it was. A lot to talk about and a lot of news happening this week. Yeah, uh, some great games on wildcard weekend. I mean, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better better wildcard weekend except maybe that last game, but all all the games were competitive at least. Came down to the the very end. Uh, definitely a fun week of football. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you definitely saw a lot of heroics from a lot of different guys this season that we've been talking about. Um, yep. Some so how, how do we guys. even go into this game by game? I mean, why don't we just start with the first game? And I, I think is probably the best game of the week. Uh, Texans-Bills. I mean, who would have thought this would be your headliner? I mean, there were a lot of good games, so it's kind of your own opinion. But to me, this was this was the most exciting game. I mean, Bills jump out to that big lead. Look, Texans just look dead in the water in that first half, and then Sean Watson finds a way. I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't want to say it was like the Sean Watson's best game by any means. He had a terrible first half, and uh, it's not, it's not like he was absolutely prolific uh, even in the second half, but certainly made some incredible plays that uh, I think we'll remember for years to come. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, the first drive of the game, you get this feeling that Josh Allen and the Devin Singletary and that whole offense really just is going to control this game. And Devin Singletary did get it going. Uh, but late in the game, Josh Allen kind of regressed quite a bit. And um, <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins finally started linking up. And uh, the heroics were there, man. Yeah, why don't we start by talking about Josh Allen? Because I mean, I I felt like this was just a classic Josh Allen game. Like, made some absolutely incredible throws, uh, ran the ball really well. Uh, obviously, always hard to tackle, uh, and was exciting. But also, just made some plays that you were just scratching your head afterward, being like, "What What are you doing, Josh?" He's like, just. A, like a different type of version of Jameis Winston that like, he's not going to get it done the same way, but the same type of, you know, uh, feast or famine type quarterback where he's going to make some incredible plays. And he's also going to make some complete bonehead plays. Like, I mean, the, the, the lateral, I kind of thought the lateral was fun, but it, you know, at, at that point where you really don't need it. And he's trying to lateral to an offensive lineman, uh, tries to go deep to a to his fullback and double coverage. That was the uh, worst takes... one for me. <laughs> that was the worst. Wait, you don't think Patrick Demarco can go up and make a play, dude? Only Kyle Uzcheck could make that play. <laughs> <laughs> True, that's fair. Uh, I mean, that, that's what the Bills need. They would have won the game if they had Kyle Uzcheck on the team. That's what Booger would have told I mean, what you. What team wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> Booger thinks any team could win with Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, the, the mistakes are endless, like you said. I mean, the, the lateral started it all, then the bomb to the two, the double-covered fullback, and then taking those sacks. I mean, and then th- the intentional <laughs> grounding and alignment touching it, so you get Ooh, two penalties yeah. with legal touching. Oh. When they're in field goal range, I mean, uh, 
they they just completely busted. And what was with going for it on the fourth and like twenty three, twenty was it twenty six, twenty three? I mean, I I understand you're out of field goal range, but you you gotta just punt it in that situation. They got the ball back; they could have gotten in, in better field position. And I mean, they ended up tying the game anyway. But I I just thought that was a a weird call to decide to go for. I mean, I'd, I'd rather even try the 60 yard field goal than try to go for it on fourth and 26. I mean, it, it, yeah. I, 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 Sean McDermott was washed on for that. I, not <laughs> even Sean McVay would do something as crazy as bringing Johnny Hecker out for even a fake. Maybe he would, <laughs> but I, it was a, that was a bizarre yeah, second that, half for a team that's really dominated on the road. Yeah, yeah, and it, it looked like they were going to do the same thing. Uh, I mean, how about Duke Williams? I kind of I kind of liked his emergence. He, he had made some plays towards the end of the year um, and, and kept it going in this game. He, he, he was uh, the go-to guy for Josh Allen in this game. Um, also, you know, didn't really come up, had a few, not really drops, but just had, had a chance to make some plays on some balls at the end. Um, and couldn't quite come up with them. All, all tough catches. I'm not gonna, certainly not gonna kill him for it. But I, I, I kind of like him as a as a guy to watch in the future of the Bills' offense. Um, yeah, but why don't why don't we move on to the to the Texans' offense? Uh, the, the guy, I mean, the the play of the game obviously is that Deshaun Watson getting away from the sacks. I I said it in our in our group chat saying I thought Deshaun Watson was gonna die on that play. It, I, you saw the guys coming right off the edge free uh, and just smacked him and somehow gets away uh, and just, just dumps it off to freaking tie with the Taiwan Jones revenge game. I mean, uh, no, nobody's talking about that, but he makes the play to get him in field goal range and how they win the game. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody was talking about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely thought Deshaun Watson was dead man walking. It was the perfect defensive play call. You just see these two defensive backs. Even when I go back and watch it, they, they still hit him just way too high. Neither of them wrapped, and they both hit at the same time, and it was just a collision that really went in Deshaun's favor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be talked about for a long time, and especially if the Texans make a deeper push. Um, they'll, they'll have a maybe a tougher task this week. Uh, not maybe, they will against the Chiefs. But I, I think that offense yeah. can maybe get rolling. That Carlos Hyde uh, and Duke Johnson probably have to step up the running game a little bit more, but it was it was a good show from the yeah. Texans in the second half. Yeah, and J.J. Watt sparked it with that, that sack. Uh, he, it's not like he... You know, dominate the game by any means, but certainly looked a lot better late. Was playing a lot more, making more plays. Um, I don't know, maybe just need to get a little warmed up. Um, yeah, and I think uh, obviously Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins started to get it going. Uh, yeah, and you you know the Texans are if, if you leave them around, then that's what they're going to do to you. Um, Deshaun Watson's going to come up big in a big spot. That's why I took the Texans in this game, um, and they. They, they pull it off for me. Yep. I think, uh, think that's all I have to say about that one. Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we move on to the second game of the day from a, you know, up and coming team to a team that might just 
be done with its dynasty. The New England Patriots. Is this the end for the Patriots, Pep? Um, well, it certainly could be the end of Tom Brady. I, you, you can put the blame on the receivers or whoever else you want to on that offense. Um, but I, I just, after this season, you know, they started 8-0 and playing against all these really bad teams. And then for the last eight games, they went four and four against uh, great offenses, and then losing to the Dolphins in Week 17, and then this this <laughs> performance when the Titans quarterback yeah. Ryan Tannehill had 78 yards passing, if that, yeah, and the, <laughs> and the Titans' offense had been had been great uh, through the second half of the year with Ryan Tannehill had been one of the best offenses in the league, but. Patriots defense, you know, shut down the passing game, couldn't stop Derrick Henry, which is not entirely unexpected. They've been one of the, probably the best pass defense in the NFL, but not at, not nearly as good at uh, with the run defense. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I think the Patriots defense has to be pleasantly surprised by, and I know Derrick Henry ran all over him, but the Texans, uh, the Titans offense didn't have, didn't really score a lot of points. Like the Patriots were right in this game. If they could have just, converted when they were in the red zone a couple of times. I mean, they were right in this game and then wouldn't have forced that late pick six uh, that they, when, when the Patriots, you know, were forced to kind of push the ball downfield, which they are not really equipped to do because their offense just isn't very good. Yeah. I mean, it's really something else when your quarterback can only complete what seven or eight times in a game and you win it yeah. with Derrick Henry when you know what's coming. I mean, we expected um, Stefan Gilmore to blanket A.J. Brown the whole game. I think A.J. Brown got one or two catches, if that. Um, and and the Patriots played great man coverage. And it was just their guys couldn't make the tackles. And like you said, they couldn't convert in the red zone. And, I mean, that, that offense is some kind of bad. So, I yeah. guess Josh I mean, McDaniels uh... leaves them on that note. Yeah, I mean, people will point to Derrick Henry running all over them, but I think the Patriots were fine with that. They were like, "Yeah, if, if Derrick Henry runs all over us, then that's fine. If Ryan Tannehill's only gonna, we're gonna completely shut down the passing game like they did, then their offense, the Titans' offense, scored 14 points. I mean, they got the late pick six to put them at 21, but I think they, the Patriots would have been happy with that. I think that was their game plan that they're they're gonna let Derrick Derrick Henry do what he wants, but. As long as they shut down that play action game that had been so deadly, um, their offense just couldn't come up with enough points against a defense that hasn't been very good. I mean, the Titans defense, they did get Odori Jackson back, who's probably their best corner. Um, well, look, look I, I should say that Logan Ryan's been pretty good this year, too. But teams have been been able to pass all over them. Uh, I, you, you would have thought that the Patriots, well, I mean, maybe not because how bad the Patriots offense have been, but you, I think the Patriots would have expected to score more points than they did. Yeah, Patriots fans now are like, yeah, what, well, if we had Antonio Brown, this game would have been different. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, well, I, it probably would have been, but that's kind maybe. of a big ass to get a, a receiver. I mean, I know. Obviously Just throw, throw all your morals out the window. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, well... Yeah, I mean, I think they, they definitely need some help. I don't know if Tom Brady's done or not. Well, I think that's yet to be determined. He's definitely not still Tom Brady for sure. 
Um, but can he still be like a mid-tier starter? I, I think probably. Um, if you you got to surround him with a lot of talent for them to really be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it's, he's like Andy Dalton at this point. Oh, man. That <laughs> is rough. Well, I mean, I'm... I'm just, I mean, maybe like you, you get a little, him a little, a, a little more clutch version of Andy Dalton so he can come up with some bigger moments in the playoffs. But I mean, I don't think he's like better as a quarterback right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I don't think I see him ending his career on a pick six. Yeah. I'd, well, I, I don't really agree. People have been saying that. I, I don't think that really matters. I mean, who, nobody's going to remember what his last pass was. I mean, Maybe they will for like a year or two, but in the long run, I think nobody will care what, what, how, how it ended for, for Tom Brady. They'll remember this. Like Super I'll Bowl be there stuff. to remind everybody. <laughs> uh, well, of course, we at Pro Football Jokes remember everything. So, Yeah, that's, that's how we do things, man. It is. All right, why don't we move over to the NFC side, uh, and uh, why don't we start in the later game, because that was kind of the bigger snooze fest if I say so myself uh because Carson Wentz gets hurt early um Josh McCown comes in and would I don't think anybody really expected the Eagles to have a chance to win the game once Josh McCown entered entered the ball game um I don't it's not like either of these offenses was lighting the world on fire even you know even with their starting quarterbacks out there who both very good quarterbacks but they're so banged both of them are just so banged up um and you can't expect Josh McCown to come out there in his first ever playoff game uh and beat the Seahawks yeah <laughs> I mean it, there there is just no hope no hope left uh Carson once just will never be able to get this monkey off his back of always being <laughs> injured somehow in the playoffs this time around it's like not even fair to him because he just got crushed <laughs> to the ground by Jadeveon Clowney. Um, what are you talking but, about? Completely clean hit. Um, yeah. And on the Seahawks side of the ball, everybody was kind of predicting a big game from DK Metcalf. He goes seven receptions, 160 yards, and a big touchdown. Um, and then running the ball, uh, everybody's really high on Travis Homer, but he didn't have a huge game. <laughs> uh, and it was just... But- yeah, just two eh, teams. I think uh, Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch combined for like 17 carries for 19 yards or something like that. Oh, so it was awful. And someone in uh, the locker room was talking to Marshawn Lynch after the game. This reporter was asking him um, what and who made uh, it so difficult to run the ball for you. And he just responds, the Eagles. he's honest that's (laughs) it's a great answer yeah i mean it's a tough matchup when the eagles have had a really good run defense and they're obviously the seahawks are out of running backs and are playing this guy travis homer that nobody had heard of until he entered the lineup and marshawn lynch who's been out of the league for three years um so uh, yeah it's it's tough uh I, you know, I, I was expecting a first round loss for the Packers. Well, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit, but uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on this game? To be honest with you? No. Okay. I uh, agree. <laughs> Let's move on. 
all right. Uh, the, the best, uh, another game that was very good, uh, the early game on the Sunday uh, window, um, the Vikings and the Saints. Everybody thought, we, we all picked the Saints in this game. I think everybody on the face of the earth picked the Saints in this game. I didn't, I didn't think it was like going to be a blow up by any means, but it was hard to imagine the Saints going out first round uh, at home when they were just playing so well. I thought they were the best team in the NFC, um, but I did. I certainly didn't thought the Vikings were up there too. So I, I, didn't, I didn't give the Saints an easy pass in this, but I think a lot of people did. Uh, but, you know, Kirk Cousins proving the world wrong a little bit. <laughs> you made some great throws. Uh, and I, I will, I will uh, love on him for a bit for you, Alex. He, he, it was good for him to have Adam Thielen back. They were connecting. Adam Thielen made a few clutch catches there, uh, and then they looked really smart. Obviously, for uh, sitting Dalvin Cook for Week 17 because he came out looking way healthy and yeah. uh, gashed that defense. And then. On, for the Vikings on the defensive side of the ball, everybody was talking about the weakness of this team and being the cornerbacks. But you look at the way they held Michael Thomas down reasonably well, holding yep. him without a touchdown catch. Um, and then Taysom Hill with whatever his weird plays. Uh, Kamara couldn't get it going. It was just a great performance all around by the Vikings. And the Saints came into this game at, in uh, over their last four games averaging 40 points. Yeah, you, you know I love Kirk, and I certainly think he uh, kind of got the monkey off his back to win a big game in this situation. I mean, even if he loses next week, he can't be like he can't win big games because you just saw him win a huge game on the road. But, yeah, the more impressive thing to me in this, this game was the Vikings defense, the thing I didn't expect. I thought the Vikings offense could certainly take advantage of the, of the Saints defense. I thought Kirk would be able to go blow for blow with Drew Brees, um, but – uh, I I didn't expect the Vikings defense to be able to shut down the Saints like they did at least for you know most of the game. I mean they they were held the held the Saints to ten points up until what the fourth quarter. I mean Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin just got after Drew Brees. They they did a great job of the the Saints have one of the best tackle duos in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, Ryan Ramchick and Toronto Armstead uh, and the the Vikings just had a great game plan to be able to move Daniel Hunter and uh, Everson Griffin away from them and be able to beat other guys, beat the, beat the guards. Uh, sometimes they got them even on like a tight end, tight end or a running back and were able to get, get them to Drew Brees and get pressure. Um, Drew Brees, another guy who's, who's looking a little older in this game. Um, Taysom Hill looked like the best quarterback for the saints. Oh man. Yeah. Just a Tays- real Hill, slap in the face. Taysom Hill had the longest longest pass for the Saints, the longest run for the Saints, and the second longest reception for the Saints behind only the pass that he completed. I can't with this Taysom Hill talk. He <laughs> still so don't know fun. what position he plays. I don't know either, but he's so much fun. I, he's never going to be a starting quarterback, I, I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. He's like, he's almost 30. So I, I think people who still think that he's going to get a shot to be the starters are probably mistaken, especially since that they, they had their chance this year with Drew Brees getting hurt and they still went with Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't think 
Taysom Hill is ever going to take over a real starting job. He's a fun gadget player, I think. Yeah, Sean Payton knows how to use him, I guess, but in this game, he kind of had to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nobody else is getting it done. Uh, just a real stinker by the Saints. Drew Brees tried to pull it out. He did have a good good last drive and tied it up, but you know, you can't, yep. you can't vote against Captain Kirk in a big game in overtime. We've yeah. learned that I mean, time I, and time I again. Said right once, the, once the Vikings uh, won the coin toss, I'm like, it's over. Vikings are going to go down and score a touchdown. And that they did. The the beautiful throw to Adam Thielen to, to set up the game-winning touchdown. And then we got to talk about it. Did, did you think it was offensive pass interference on the Kyle Rudolph touchdown? Uh, yeah, I did. I thought, you did? I did. I thought there was just enough to overturn it. I wasn't rooting for it, but I thought it would get called back. I, I definitely didn't think it would be overturned. I thought I, if they had called it on the field, I wouldn't wouldn't really have been too upset. I think it was a pretty borderline call. Um, but yeah, I, I would would not want that to be overturned in in that big spot. I, I think it certainly wasn't like an egregious offense pass interference, like or any kind of pass interference like the Saints lost on last year. So I don't, I don't think it's the same situation. But uh, but it's still a good joke. It is. It's definitely a good joke. Saints have have lost on like walk off scores in the playoffs the last three years, so that's pretty funny. But I mean, at least they're good in the regular season. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, tough for Saints fans, especially after their thirteen and three year to not get the bye and then lose in the wild card round. <laughs> Just like our Madden 07 teams. Yep, but. that's uh, it's pretty rough. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's take a break from this playoff action real quick and talk about some other news. Um, there are actually some other teams still in the NFL. They are not competing right now. Um, so they're focusing on next year, um, and some teams are trying to figure out who their head coach is going to be. Uh, we had some decisions. Uh, Cowboys finally fired Jason Garrett and almost immediately <laughs> hire Mike, Mike McCarthy to replace him. Uh, what do you think about that move, Pep? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure I'm sold on Mike McCarthy uh, to the Cowboys. It doesn't feel like a fit. Um, do, you, do you get that feeling? Yeah, I, you know it, it's tough. I, I I think it's it's hard to evaluate Mike McCarthy and the pa- how he did on the Packers because I mean he certainly you look at his record it's going to the playoffs every year he's certainly had a lot of success there, um, but obviously people think he should have had more success when he had Aaron Rodgers the whole time. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get to see him on a new team now. Um, certainly has a lot of pieces to work with. I I also think like he almost got like complacent with his offense that he was like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers just isn't going to run my offense anyway. So why even come up with plays for him? He's just going to do what he wants. So I think there was a little bit of that too. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it works better on the Cowboys. Um, the only thing is he never really had like a run first offense, which the Cowboys kind of think that's kind of what they would prefer uh, with, with Zeke in that offensive line. But I don't know. I, they've cert- they certainly proved that they can pass well too, um, and yeah. have the weapons to do so. And they're they're trying to keep Kellen Moore on as offensive coordinator, but 
does that mean Mike McCarthy will take away Kellen Moore's play calling duties and do it himself? Or is, That's uh, a good, that that is know? a good question. I, I, I don't know. I, I would think that he would not. I mean, he, he kind of tried to give away play calling duties in Green Bay and then took him back. And yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how that um, works out, but I think he'd be better off just letting letting Kellen Moore uh, keep the play calling duties, let him let, letting himself focus on the head coaching duties. I agree. I agree. And um, Adam Schefter's tweet uh, um, when when this news broke, um, Adam Schefter's tweet right reads. New Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy stayed over Jerry Jones's house on Saturday night per source. Quote, once you stay at Jerry's house, he doesn't lose his guy, said source. <laughs> and the, the responses to that tweet were a bunch of pictures of Stephen A just making weird faces like, what? <laughs> I, I, I want to know what goes on in that house. I mean... <laughs> things uh, were given to Mike McCarthy. I, I don't want to speculate, but I kind of am. He left with a deal. <laughs> he left with a deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's move on on that note. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Why don't we move on to another uh, coaching job that was just filled? Um, uh, the Giants. Uh, they it looked like they might uh, hire the the Cowboys sloppy seconds uh, Jason Garrett, but then they, in a kind of a surprising move, they hired Joe Judge, uh, Patriots wide receiver and special teams coach. Uh, what? Uh, how do you feel about this one, Bob? I guess you know the Giants are looking looking at what John Harbaugh, the former special teams coach, has done to the Ravens, and they're trying to make this the new trend. While sticking with that, oh, he worked with Belichick, so uh, he'll be a good coach. <laughs> it's uh, it's a name yeah. that we didn't see too much in uh, in reports, so it is a little bit of a surprise. But uh, for Giants fans, it's a win because a lot of people were like anybody but Garrett, anybody but Garrett. I mean, when you do such a good job with that Patriots wide receiver, Corey, how can you how can you not be hired as head coach? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they've done great. Uh, I, I no, I, it's a little no, too. I, I I I I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about Joe Judge other than he's been the Patriots special teams coordinator for uh, for quite a few years now. I think since twenty fourteen. Um, so obviously, the Patriots have had a really good special teams unit, and I I I, I do kind of like that as a head coach. I like the John Harbaugh. Uh, how John Harbaugh's special teams, you know, expertise kind of translates to him as a head coach, where the, he can kind of focus on getting the his team a better special teams, and that's obviously been a big uh, edge that Belichick has had too. Um, I, I think it's just an easy way to get your team a little bit of an edge, um, and I don't know, maybe he can do that for for the Giants. Um, so I mean I, I could see that I mean he he just joined as the wide receiver coach too this year because the Patriots just had like no coaches on their staff so they just had people doing multiple jobs, um, so I I don't really hold that against him. Um, so I I don't know we'll we'll see I I, I guess I guess there's potential there, um, but obviously not not you know huge huge name by any. Yeah, and I'm impressed they didn't have to sleep over at John Mara's house to get the deal. 
So, you yeah. know, good for him. We'll see what he brings to this Giants team and who he puts on that staff. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if, if who, who are the Patriots going to have left coach and if Josh McDaniels takes a job too? I mean, yeah, that's a good be- question. And it's a good point you made because they basically just threw him to the wide receiver coaches because they didn't have any other coaches because everybody keeps hiring all of them. Yeah. Bill Belichick's <laughs> going to have to, like, I don't know, like promote his nephews to yeah. coach for the team. I, I don't know who else Bill Belichick has in his his tree because yeah, they all keep getting hired. Yep. He's going to have to find guys off the street. Uh, I'm available if you need Bill. I'm happy to help out. Um, all right. Why don't we move on? Uh, last head coach that was hired this week, uh, Matt Rule, certainly a big name, uh, coach, former coach of Baylor University. Um, it was definitely a hot name out of college. Um, and the Panthers going with him. Uh, I think I think it's definitely a, a nice little shakeup for them. Obviously, a very different type of head coach than uh, Ron Rivera. So I th- think that's kind of the direction they wanted to go. Want to change the way that their uh, th- their team is focused, and certainly they have kind of weapons on offense that I think have a very creative type of offense. Um, so we'll see. Matt Rule can uh, can bring that to the table. Uh, what do you think of the move, Pep? Uh. Yeah, I guess he's he did some good things at Baylor. Took them from one and nine when he got there to when he left this most recent season. They're eleven and three, I believe. What blows me away about this is how much the Panthers are committing to Matt Rule. He got a seven-year deal worth up to sixty million dollars plus incentives. Plus, they have to pay Baylor six million dollars to get him. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's uh, a huge commitment to a coach coming up from the college realm. Uh, I believe he was a offensive line coach in the NFL in 2014, but still a huge commitment. Yeah, back in uh 2012 he was an offensive line coach for the for the Giants. Uh Yeah, also a used to coach Temple as well. Uh, where he coached Robbie Anderson, so I mean that's a big, uh, big plus in his in his favor. Yeah, I guess Robbie Anderson just gets coaches paid. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so is this a lock? Josh McDaniels is going to Cleveland. I don't know. That it's a lock. Well, well I, it's the last job open. So I mean, I feel like if he wants a job, this this is it. So, and I I would assume that I think he's. Cleveland's top choice so we'll see I I think I think they're going for uh, I I think he, he I think it's most likely but I, I wouldn't call anything a lock especially with Josh McDaniels yeah he'll probably just get cold feet and bail on him yeah <laughs> I hope that happens every year honestly Josh McDaniels like <laughs> interviews the teams and he's like I actually you know I just can't yeah uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, Cleveland does was interviewing quite a few different coaches. They all have their pick of the litter now, um, assuming no other surprise firings, late firings, um, which I, I don't see happening. Um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's, I guess it's a good thing for Cleveland. Um, they can't really do a worse job. For, actually, they could. 
I, I should never say anything new. And look, look what Hugh Jackson did. So um, <laughs> they'll find a way. All right. Why don't we move on to next week's matchups? Um, some some good ones, I think. Um, let's start with the NFC side. Uh, the first game of the week is the Vikings at the 49ers. Uh, I think a really good matchup in the NFC. Probably, I think, the two best teams left in the NFC. Um, do you do you, do you think that the Niners will take care of business, or do you think uh, Kirk can come in and pull another upset? Uh, I mean, coming off this win against the Saints, the, the Vikings look like they're at full health and full force, and they could at the very least make this one competitive. But part of me wants to lean toward Kirk right now. A 4.35 p.m. game, uh, like he's got his two best wide receivers. His cornerbacks are playing well. I don't know who will match up on Debo. I don't know who will match up on Emmanuel Sanders. Um, will this 49ers backfield come to life with Raheem Mostert? Will Jimmy G be the one putting the team on his back? There are a lot of storylines. Yeah, it's interesting. Two similar types of offenses where they like to run the ball on work off that play action game. Um, I, I think, I think, I think the 49ers definitely had the better defense at the beginning of the year, but their defense kind of trailed off a little bit. They've had some injuries. They, uh, they just haven't been as, as explosive or that, I guess explosive in the right word for a defense, but you know what I mean? Uh, haven't been as, uh, as much of a shutdown defense towards the second half of the year. Teams have been able to get, get over on them. Um, so I, I think this this is a toss up to me, but I I'd lean I think you're I, I'm with you I'm I'm leaning towards Kirk I trust him more than more than Jimmy G. Yeah, there's just you, you just get this feeling after last game's performance that Kirk is gonna light up his former offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, but... and Mike Zimmer is not messing around. This guy <laughs> is probably gonna bring it to Jimmy G. That's wise. I mean, if, yeah. if this if the Vikings get pressure and stop the run at the same time, I sound like Booger McFarland, but this <laughs> it's something that hasn't happened to the 49ers at all this season. Uh yeah. it could be for a really, really fun game. Yeah, I think it should be. I think there'll be uh, quite a few points in this game, actually. Um I think I you can never count I think the Kyle Shanahan offense also just sometimes has those monster games where they can they're just running all over people and then working off that play. I, I just I think you can't count them out either I think this will definitely be a fun game that comes down to the wire yeah if the Vikings can hold possession maybe keep the drives longer using Dalvin Cook true uh keeping the ball away from the Niners um then I gave it to the Vikings yeah I think the the winner of this game will be my favorite to win the NFC um so why don't we talk about the other game, the NFC uh, Packers uh, versus the Seahawks. Uh, certainly seen this matchup a few times in the playoffs, uh, provided a classic NFC championship game. Uh, you know, I guess it's what, five years ago now? Well, it seems like it was just yesterday, but crazy. Yeah, it was 2014, I believe, um, or 2015, 2014 season. Um uh, so, uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, you know, as much as I like Russell Wilson in the playoffs and I'm always sticking up for him and uh, singing his praises, I just don't think 
this team has it to beat the Packers at home. I think, you know, do you just kind of feel like there's just going to be an Aaron Jones three touchdown game that's going to happen or Devontae Parker is just going to eat Shaquille Griffin alive? Or Yeah, Devontae Adams, I'm sorry. Uh, Don't you just feel like one of these Packers is going to have just a monster day? Yeah, I I could see it. Certainly the Seahawks have been pretty underwhelming, you know, several weeks now going going back maybe even the midway point of the season really um so i i think the packers have been underwhelming too um but not i think the the seahawks have certainly shown more struggles uh than the packers as of late um however i still would never count out russell wilson Uh, i think he can he can make some magic happen at the end uh so we'll see i mean we if you if you watch that game five years ago you would have thought the seahawks were dead in the water couldn't do anything for three and three quarters of a quarter. Uh, but somehow it made it happen at the end there. Yeah, um, watch this be the game. Tyler Lockett reemerges after eight weeks. Yeah. DK Metcalf would probably be some random receiver. Malik Turner is going to go off. They're, uh, or David Moore. Yeah. <laughs> David Moore lights him up for 203 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I think uh, that this one I think won't be as you know good of football as the other game, but I I feel like I I could see a lot of wild stuff happening that that we'll remember. So I I think it'll be a fun game. This, these the Packers Seahawks it seems to never disappoint. So uh, definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, as, as no much doubt. as I was, uh, you know, I wanted to get my pick right for for a pick them. Uh, I picked the Eagles. But I was like, ah, I really don't want to watch the Eagles and the Packers. That's going to be so boring. <laughs> like, oh, That'd I'd be rather, awful. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Seahawks and the Packers. Um, so I think some, I still think some pretty good NFC matchups, but I, the, the AFC might even have better matchups. Uh, let's start with the, the number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, looked like we're, we're the best team in football for the regular season. I don't think there's much debate about that. Um the consensus MVP Lamar Jackson taking his first. Uh, well, I sorry he he played in the playoffs last year, but uh, you know his first uh, his first real action in the playoffs where he's favored and looking to make a Super Bowl run. Uh, I, I think uh, I think this will be interesting to see how it, it certainly was very disappointing in the playoffs last year, um, but this time against the Titans team that can be had. Um, but a Titans offense that can might be able to keep up with even this Raven deadly, deadly rushing attack. Yeah, uh, I think the the matchup uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill faces this week against uh, Baltimore's cornerbacks might allow him to pass for over a hundred yards. Uh, <laughs> he will have triple digit passing yards, but you kind of get this weird feeling, don't you, after their performance against? the Patriots you have the number one rushing offense against the number two rushing offense that while you feel like Baltimore is going to dominate this one you can't help but feel like it'll be a competitive one yeah I mean Titans have just been able to pull out I mean they beat the Chiefs earlier for the Ryan Dan Hill I mean I think the but I think they're in I think that the Ravens better not you know let their guard down for this one um and you know, I, we never know with like offenses that are as good as like the Ravens. I feel like 
you could they can always have an off day and just not show up. I, I, I guess this is kind of a different type of offense than we really what we've ever seen because um, they're such just so run heavy. Uh, Lamar Jackson is such a threat with his legs, and you don't know if that's something that can really have an off day. He, it's hard. It's harder to have an off day, you know, with your legs than with your arm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe the often the the Ravens' offense is just uh, you know slump proof. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I think they they better not overlook the Titans because they can make you pay. Uh, it, it it is tough for Ryan Tannehill going against the Patriots secondary and now going against the Ravens secondary, which is which is you know nearly as good, maybe maybe just as good. I mean, Marlon Humphrey and Mark Speeders both both all pros. Uh, pretty incredible season for the for the Ravens. Yeah, ball hawks on that defense. I think A.J. Brown will give them some trouble, though. I, I've become a big A.J. Brown fan in recent weeks. Oh, I, I love A.J. Brown. I, I, he was my top receiver going into the going to, coming out of the draft. Uh, I, I, I liked him the most. Uh, I, I think Terry McLaurin is better now. But um, <laughs> It's just uh, once we've started, we stopped making fun of the Titans and started – like paying more attention to them, I started to realize this AJ Brown guy might not be the, another Corey Davis. Who's yeah, I said I said even week one, I said I was like, hey, I still hate the Titans because they're terrible, but AJ Brown is good. Um, if, if you remember, go back and listen to the podcast. I did say that I like AJ Brown. I like Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake, obviously, at the end of his career, AJ Brown at the beginning of his career. Cameron Wake kind of oh. gone away now. And, and one more thing about this game. Uh, the Ravens better watch out for the Marcus Mariota trick plays because they'll get you for four yards. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand what that, what the point of that is. It's like he was a not even good running the football when he was the starting quarterback. So what are they bringing out him for trick plays? Like, is he even like really in much faster than Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill runs a, runs a pretty fast 40. So I don't know. It's a good way to get two or three yards. He's a, he's a little bit faster, but I mean, what? I, I just I don't understand. Better be careful. I mean, he'll beat you, and he might get his job back. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Why don't we move on to the final game that I think is my oh, my fa- my favorite game of the week? Uh, you know, Watson v Mahomes. Uh, as Rich Eisen said, Bears fans might want to turn off the TV for this one. Um, I, I, it, it, we, we saw the matchup early in the season. I don't think the chiefs were quite at, you know, full capacity. I, they just weren't playing their best. I don't want to make it sound like they didn't have all their weapons. They were, they were pretty stocked. They, I think Tyree kill was out. So, I mean, that's, that's a big loss, but, uh, certainly looking, looking better as of late, their defense is playing a lot better. Um, Titan Texans should get Will Fuller back for this game, which I think is huge for them because um, they'll need to keep up with this Chiefs offense. Um, so w- w- what do you think here, Pep? Where are you leaning? I like the way these teams match up. Uh, if Will Fuller plays for more than three snaps, <laughs> uh, Texans might be able to do a little more damage, open up the field more with the other wide receiver three, Kenny Stills. I think he could still be a factor, even though he's been a little quiet recently. He did have five receptions last week. Um, so Deshaun can get him involved. Uh, again, it's it's that, that run game uh, that they have to get going because the Chiefs in their last game had Damian Williams just rolling. So it's uh, – I, I don't know. I just like the way these teams match up more. And it, 
it won't be as boring of a first half as the Texans had last week. I think they could come out swinging. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll step up when they they have to. I think they will have to because their defense has been playing better, but I I still don't think they'll be able to lock down the Chiefs. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes will come out swinging. I think Deshaun Watson will be able to match him. I think this will this will definitely be the game of the week to me. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it turns out to flame out, but but this is the game I'm most excited for too. I mean, we 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 got some great quarterbacks out of the it'll it'll be funny if Ryan Tannehill ends up being the quarterback out of out of the AFC. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I could just see the what nobody expects. We're, we're expecting Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Patrick Holmes, one of those three to represent the new young blood of the NFL. Uh, no, no more Tom Brady, Peyton Manning uh, left in the AFC. Ben Roethlisberger's hurt. Phillip Rivers almost out of, you know, on it seems like he's on his way out at this point. Um, right, th- these guys are taking over the AFC. Uh, we'll see who, who ends up representing them in the Super Bowl this year. Probably Ryan Tannehill versus Kirk Cousins Super Bowl, but, you know. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, to prove who's the better 2012 draft pick. Good 2012 quarterback class. All right. So uh, those are the matchups coming up. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to them. Uh, we'll enjoy talking about them next week. But why don't we close it out with our overreactions uh, Hep, what's your reaction this week? I got to tell Giants fans to be very careful if you go to a Giants game. I want to pull up a tweet about Joe Judge from July 9th, 2013. Albert Breer reports, Joe Judge, a special teams assistant, is the Patriots coach identified as Aaron Hernandez's neighbor in the warrants. I'm just saying, be very <laughs> careful. Giants fans. That's what you just inherited. (laughs) Yep. Maybe it was, maybe Aaron Hernandez was innocent and Joe Judge was actually the one who murdered that guy. That's exactly my overreaction right there. (laughs) That's my overreaction. (laughs) All right. We're getting sued for slander. All right, cool. Um, (laughs) All right. My overreaction. Good times. (laughs) All right. My overreaction uh, I, I was texting you guys about it. People just need to quit the goal line formation, the three tight end, two running back set where you're not spreading defense out at all. It doesn't work. No, it the, the Vikings got stopped multiple times trying to use this formation on the goal line. They they had it um, when, when Dalvin Cook scored that touchdown. That wasn't even really a touchdown. He did not get in. That, but there was enough to overturn the call. Um he, they got stopped before that using that formation. Then that play was also the goal line formation. Then on the game-winning dri- drive, when they had it set up with that Adam Thielen throw, they run two plays out of the freaking goal line formation and get stopped both times. That's why they had to go to that freaking fade pass to Kyle Rudolph instead of just being able to run it in for an easy score. Um, but I fortunately, we were able to get it once they spread the defense out. Um and then Patriots also the Patriots also ran the ran the goal line formation multiple times, and that's how they got stopped for a field goal at the end of the first half. What the, what are teams doing? Why there? I I don't have the stat up with me, but can somebody just look up what how, what percentage of those plays actually get 
the, the yardage needed because it has to be a minuscule percentage compared to like any other formation. I just, I, I just can't stand it. The only team it seems to work for is the Saints. They didn't do it this week, but the, whenever the Saints do it, it seems to work. But other than that, teams just need to quit it, run a normal formation that will get you one yard. All you need is a yard. It's not that hard. Just don't run these goal line formations. Or just sneak it. Yeah, sneak it. But you can just spread the defense out and then sneak it. But I just don't don't use that formation. I hate it. All right. That was That's fiery. That was a yeah. fiery overreaction. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, I'm going to go and just watch every single game over the past, like, four years and chart all the plays that uh, that, 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 pe- that teams ran that formation and see what percentage of them worked. That is what I'm going to spend my entire weekend doing. And then the Patriots will hire you. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, that that's it for us. <laughs> Moving on to divisional weekend. Uh, I am your host, uh, Alex, uh, for Pep the Chep, uh, and our uh, staff that's not here. Um, who you know, too lazy to show up for work. What what else is new? Uh, we'll, we will see you next time. Make it uncomfortable to beat every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness, enthusiasm. Yeah!